0: Hello, uh, this is Jeff Cohn with the Wall Street Resource, and joining me is Leslie Klein. Leslie is the CEO of CECOM Satellite Systems. And for those not familiar with the company, um, Leslie, uh, can you please tell us about CECOM?
1: So CECOM is a Canadian company listed on the Toronto Venture Exchange under the symbol uh, CMI, uh the company was started in 1997 I'm a founder of the company and uh we um, we started the company with an idea of uh finding a solution to deliver high speed internet into vehicles uh and way back in 1997 the only solution for that was uh, satellite and even today the only solution for high speed internet uh, especially in areas where there is no terrestrial uh, coverage or no uh, significant amount of bandwidth available is only with satellite. So the company um, uh, went public in 2001, Uh, we raised about $5 million, Canaccord was the company that took us public and we have never gone back uh, since uh, 2001, Uh, we never raised any additional funds and the company has uh, uh, has been profitable for the last 15 years. Uh, with uh, thirty four consecutive uh, profitable quarters uh, we have uh, we have uh, about twenty one million dollars of working capital uh, we have uh, uh, been paying dividends over the uh, about we 've paid out uh, over the last uh, nine or ten years i think uh, uh, nine years maybe uh, about uh, eleven million dollars uh, of uh, of dividends, and uh, the company has no debt. It has uh, developed a very unique uh, antenna system that allows high-speed Internet in vehicles while stationary. Uh, This makes it possible, with the press of a button, to find the satellite and connect to your laptop uh, 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 and uh, deliver uh, two-way high-speed Internet in much the same way that uh, you would be operating your Internet connection from your downtown office. This can happen with our customers in fire trucks, in uh, disaster management situations, uh, also in buses, and and anything that actually is stationary uh, while uh, the communication is ongoing. The the technology that we've developed, it makes it possible for anybody with the press of a button to acquire the satellite, so you don't have to be a satellite engineer. And uh, one of our largest uh, uh, customers is Hughes Network Systems, who has over 1,000 of our antennas deployed with Halliburton uh, for exploration, oil and gas exploration. So oil and gas exploration is about 20% of our business. Uh, the company is active in 106 countries around the world. It has uh, about 500, close to 500 active resellers. And uh, we are quite small actually, we are only 32 people, but we uh, develop and uh, produce uh, extremely uh, innovative technologies with satellite communication. And uh, the other thing that we, we don't do is we don't manufacture anything, everything is outsourced. So the company can be relatively small and be able to uh, sell a a very large amount of product with a fairly nimble uh, small staff. For example, in the last quarter of uh, this particular uh, fiscal year that ended in November for the company, we have shipped over 100 um, Mempac systems, which is the latest development of our technology. Uh, uh, These are antenna systems that are essentially uh, um, backpackable, uh, you can put the entire antenna and controller into a backpack and carry it with you. You can you can within 10 minutes deploy the antenna and produce uh, you know create a hotspot or create a, a cellular uh, location uh, and be able to communicate. So these 100 antennas were actually delivered to our Japanese reseller who sold them to SoftBank in Japan who has about 500 of our antennas for disaster management. These antennas actually replace uh, damaged or destroyed cell towers during uh, Japanese uh, disasters, such as the uh, Fukushima disaster, where uh, SoftBank, who is the second largest cellular provider in Japan, has lost uh, a very large number of cell towers but was able to, within days, uh, get back into business using uh, our antennas for cellular backhaul. Uh, The same thing happened uh, with uh, about 40 of these 100 uh, MAMPACs that were actually deployed in the typhoon that hit Japan in November. So they were just delivered uh, uh, in time for the typhoon uh, season there, and they were able to be utilized as cellular backhaul for the uh, company, for South Bank, for their cellular coverage. So these antennas in Japan are deployed uh, across Japan, stored, and... uh, Pulled out in, in disaster uh, requirement, in, in disasters, during disasters, and, and deployed to actually provide cellular coverage uh, in areas where the cell towers have been destroyed. The company um, has uh, has over 8,000, or closer now probably to 9,000 or 8,500 antennas deployed in 106 countries, and it's uh, one of the most advanced and most reliable products on the market today. Extremely cost effective and that's why many of the disaster management companies and fire departments around the world, as well as uh, cellular companies, uh, telecom companies around the world, are using them uh, uh, in, in large numbers. Uh, we manufacture very large quantities of these antennas, as I said, outsourced, so we get three, 400 of them delivered in one shot, uh, and we keep a very large inventory of over $5 million uh, that these antennas are available for immediate delivery within... Uh, Within, uh, hang on for a second. Okay. Within uh, uh, the delivery, they, they are available for delivery within, within days uh, as required in fairly large quantities. The, um, the latest thing that we are developing is a project with the University of Waterloo, uh, where over the last four years we have been working with them and the Canadian government, who is funding about half of these development costs. To develop an electronically steered phased array antenna for uh, the latest generation of satellites, which are, um, you know, which are—I uh, uh, don't know if you are familiar with it—but uh, uh, SpaceX and uh, Google and uh, and uh, uh, SoftBank and many others, uh, in, uh, including Facebook, uh, are developing uh, constellations of thousands of uh, satellites that will be orbiting the Earth and hopefully delivering connectivity to the other 3.5 billion people who are to date unable to get on the Internet. And uh, CCAM has uh, realized that there would be a potential market for uh, an antenna that is no longer a parabolic, typical parabolic antenna but is electronically steered, which means that it can track electronically multiple satellites flying uh, overhead. And switch from one to the other uh, and and deliver high speed internet over these uh, um, advanced new and advanced uh, satellite systems called leo 's low earth orbit satellites and uh, so this development is uh, getting uh, uh, to the end uh, of the, end, the phase of it uh, we are We finished a prototype unit that we will be testing in 2020, and we hope that we will be in production with this antenna system in 2021. Now, this antenna system is is electronic, it's flat, it's about 2.5 inches thick, and it's modular and conformal, which means that you can build as small or as large an antenna from it as as you can, as you need, and also... Uh, make it conformal, which means that it could fit on a fuselage of a plane or, or any surface that's not, uh, not, not uh, level, it, it curves. So, so it, would, it would fit many of the environments where a, a flat surface is not necessarily desirable. And, and um, what the interesting part of it is that it's based on similar technology as printed circuit boards, so it can be manufactured in very large quantities and hopefully at a very reasonable price in large volumes. This, uh, this antenna, of course, has uh, uh, already has been patented. Uh, uh, we have a number of patents, uh, three, two different patents that we have filed on this antenna and a third one is in, in progress. It's, uh, it's all to deal with the technology that's involved in, in, in actually controlling the antenna uh, tracking the signal uh, of the of the uh, satellites uh, transmitting and receiving to and from uh, uh, of the sa- to the satellites, and and making it possible to do all of this while the antenna is is actually uh, stationary or sitting on a vehicle or on a plane or a boat or a train, and also while the other while the satellites are moving. Uh, presently, geostationary satellites are in in one position uh, vis-à-vis the antenna on the Earth, and they don't move, so it's relatively simple to to transmit and receive to it, but once you have thousands of satellites orbiting the sky and your antenna is also on an aircraft that's moving at a certain speed, it requires a totally different technology to track the, um, track the uh, antenna, to, sorry, to, to track the satellite while the plane is moving and, and the satellites are moving. So we, we believe that this new technology will have a very large impact on, 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 the, on the satellite communication industry and uh, that we, we will benefit from having this uh, advanced technology available to us and uh, will open up new markets for the company that presently we are not serving, especially the in motion market, uh, which which uh, this antenna will make possible, uh, cars, buses, uh, planes, uh, ships, uh, you name it. So that's the uh. that's the essentially the introduction to the
0: to the <laughs> company,
1: and I and I think I covered most of it.
0: Yeah, you you covered a lot of ground. You certainly know your business. Uh, you answered a lot of my questions, but I do have a few for you, anyhow. Sure. Uh, so, first off. Um, competition, where you guys fit in, uh, are, are you the, the largest player in this, or, or anybody else competing head-on with you? No,
1: there are, there are multiple players in this. For example, one of the big players is General Dynamics, but the, but again, they, they tend to be specifically uh, focused on the military market with these type of antennas. And now, we are talking about existing parabolic antennas. I'm not talking about phased array antennas because the, the competition is the phased array antenna business doesn't really exist at the moment to the extent that nobody has any product on the market. Nobody has been able to show that they have a product that works uh, and, uh, and the ones who are working on it are working on it in a different frequency range than, than we are. So CECOM is working what they call a K band frequency which is a very high frequency and very difficult to work uh, in it because of the, uh, the because the the the, uh, the frequency range, the uh, people who are uh, working on the uh, lower end of the frequency range called the Ku band are you know they are so they are competitors but they are not really competitors because we are going right after the Ka band market which is the Leo constellations that are being put up by SpaceX and and Telesat and and, and many others while the KU band market is an uh, existing satellite uh, market that is, uh, that is, uh, that is uh, uh, presently using mainly geostationary satellites. And so most of the LEO satellites that are going up are based on, on the higher frequency, and that frequency is very difficult to do uh, electronic phase, d- phase array antennas with because of the complexity of the high frequency range. And that frequency, r- that frequency range is similar to 5G, uh, so, so it's in the 30 plus gigahertz range compared to the uh, 12 to 14 gigahertz range in the KU band frequency. So we ultimately will go down to the KU band because that's a market also that exists and should be relatively easy to do once you have mastered KA. We believe that going from KU to KA is going to be extremely difficult. So if, we can, if you can do KA, you should be able to relatively easily do KU. Uh, but going the other way may not necessarily be that straightforward because the technological challenges of the higher frequency are going to be significant. The other big advantage of KA in addition to having it very difficult to, to master is the fact that the antenna size is double. So a KA band antenna will deliver significantly more bandwidth with a significantly smaller antenna than a KU band uh, uh, antenna, which, which, is, uh, which is going to be twice, about twice as large as a KA band antenna and not be able to deliver the same amount of bandwidth with, with that larger antenna. So, so there are all kinds of advantages and disadvantages. I guess one the advantage of a KU is that it's probably easier to get to than KA. But uh, the, the, the technological aspect of uh, you know solving a KA problem is that if you can solve a KA problem, then you should be able to easily solve a KU problem. And since most of the low, orbit, uh, low Earth orbit satellites are uh, providing KA solutions, uh, we believe that there would be a very large market for us to just work in that space. Uh, uh, frequency uh, range and provide solution to all those thousands of uh, uh, satellites that will be, will be launched over the next two to three years. So we believe that our antenna uh, will be available at least a year, uh, maybe two years before uh, the constellations are up and running, and we expect that the, this new antenna will be tested over a satellite, a LEO satellite, sometime next
0: year. Now, I- is this all your, your know-how, or, or is there something proprietary here?
1: It's all proprietary and it's all our know-how. It's all, it's all everything. We are building this antenna from the ground up, including the integrated circuits that, that go into creating the antenna. So it's, uh, it's really from ground up. Uh, everything is from ground up. There's no, there's no borrowed technology or off-the-shelf technology in
0: there. Okay. And it sounds like you're addressing a, a, a very large market.
1: Yes. Ultimately, I mean, ultimately, we are talking about tens of thousands of satellites, so uh, three and a half billion people. And, uh, you know, if, if at least one of these, one of few of these constellations survives and, and becomes profitable, then, you know, they will need these type of antennas on the ground. Uh, and, and just like we are selling right now through resellers around the world, these type of solutions, uh, uh, we would be doing the same thing with the phased area antenna. So while we may not be getting into the... The aircraft business, for example, there will be resellers who will be very happy to pick up the technology and, and, and make it available for aircraft and customize it for aircraft use, or, or UAVs, or unmanned aircraft, and, and, et cetera, ships, boats. Uh, you know, so the market will be ultimately extremely large based on the number of satellites that are being put up.
0: Okay, and it's a growing market. At what rate would you say?
1: Well, I mean, this market today does not exist. You know, the the Leo constellation market today does not exist. The satellite industry has not changed very much in the last 50 years. You know, there has been slight improvements in geostationary satellites and the amount of bandwidth that they are able to produce. But, you you know, uh, you you look at uh, an an entirely new spectrum of uses using not only uh, Leo satellites but also small sats and cubesats. These are you know, $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 satellites compared to uh, the, the half a million dollar satellites that are that are being that are being manufactured, and and so they're being these cube sets and small sats are going to be delivering a totally different uh, type of an application, not necessarily only uh, internet access, but also store and forward applications where you can you can transmit uh, you know very very large amounts of data to these inexpensive satellites that will be able to use it as. Uh, as cloud, you know, a cloud server solutions in the sky and then download this data wherever the satellite will pass. So the, the applications that are coming up using this new technology and that will be available using the low-Earth orbit satellite just, just today just does not exist. So it's an entirely you know, an entirely new market, an entirely new uh, technology, an entirely new opportunity that will, that will dramatically change the way satellites are going to be utilized around
0: the world. And when should we see the, the phased array antennas on the market?
1: I would say that from our end, uh, in 2021, hopefully, uh, as a product, uh as a prototype in 2020 and uh i think you will you will probably uh, see uh, other competitors uh, in the time, same time fra- frame or or much later i mean if if companies have not started working on this 4 or 5 years ago then they will be two to three years late and and uh, by that time i think there'll be a, a number of key uh, phased array antenna manufacturers manufacturing these at, at a reasonable commercial rate because today an antenna, a mechanical antenna that is capable of uh, being utilized on an aircraft, for example, or on a ship, is in the hundreds of thousands of dollars, but that's mechanical, which means that it can only track one satellite. It cannot track multiple satellites. It's not possible for them. You need multiple of those antennas to track multiple satellites, and that becomes very expensive, and, and, and it's just not possible, really.
0: And in, in which are the markets that you're addressing, and, and how are you reaching them?
1: Well, the markets that we will be addressing would be similar to the markets we're addressing today. So the, the market, the vertical market segment will not change, except it will dramatically expand because now you will be able to move and transmit rather than be stationary and transmit and receive. So that market will open up, you know, um, uh, connected cars at some point, depends on the price of the, of the phased array antenna it depends on the price on the satellite uh, bandwidth that will be available from these thousands of low earth orbit satellites you will see uh you know aircraft uh, ships uh you know being able to deliver you know cargo ships trains passenger trains also freight trains um, i mean the market will be unlimited really you know it's, if you think about it everywhere where there's cellular coverage and it's being utilized uh, you will have the same type of uh, services available using satellite at a much higher data rate and in in many places where today there is no connectivity whatsoever. So the market is is really exponentially, will grow exponentially depending on availability of a reasonably priced phased array antenna and a reasonably priced uh, satellite uh, service bandwidth provided by these
0: constellations. And so who are your customers in terms of a sales channel? Do you sell to a distributor or OEM? Yeah, we sell or to
1: resellers only. So we sell to people who sell to end users. And, for example, Hughes is a reseller. Telesat is a reseller. Utelsat, Viasat, all these companies, satellite operators have their... Reseller network, and they are all resellers of our antenna. So the same type of uh, uh, arrangement would be happening with uh, with our uh, phased array antenna. That they would be taking it, and you know, every every seller actually can buy an entire vehicle, for example, an ambulance, and equip the ambulance with the antenna, and then delivers the whole solution to a hospital. Or to uh, an end used customer, and then charges them for uh, for airtime connectivity. So the the business model is pretty much the same. Very few satellite companies go from you know from providing from owning the satellite to providing the bandwidth to actually providing uh, end-to-end solutions. So there's a they, they all work with a reseller channel that picks up uh, most of the. The, the customization and uh, they buy the bandwidth and then they connect it uh, to a vehicle uh, and then they charge the customer for maintenance, installation, and airtime.
0: And, and, you're, and how much is this product and, and what's your average sale size?
1: Uh, the, well, the existing products that we, we, we sell today range from about 20000 15 20, sorry $15,000 on the low end up to about $80,000 on the high end. And, uh, you know, so, you know, we, we sell probably, uh, you know, we sell anywhere from 14 to $15 million dollars, uh, or up to $20 million dollars in some years of these antennas uh, with 32 people. Uh, but this this market is, is, is significantly smaller than the market we are talking about with phased array antennas.
0: Yeah. Now, with the phased array antennas, they're going to be, I'm guessing, much less expensive. Is that the case?
1: No, no, no. They will be more expensive or at least as expensive to start with. But... But, you know, with, with millions of more opportunities of potential, that price should come down dramatically. I mean, the, the trick will be to reduce this cost so that the consumer will jump on to this uh, technology because right now, most of the antennas that we sell are, are commercial. Uh, antennas and some of our competitors are only dealing with military customers. So that's where the market is. So that market is, you know, the, the market is not that and not that large in terms of other type of products, but once these phased array antennas reach the price point of a, of a, you know, a cell phone cost, then you can see an, an absolutely astronomical market for it, much the same way as the cell phone business evolved. When, you know, when a phone was a couple thousand dollars, it was enormously large, and, and the bandwidth uh, or the, uh, the airtime cost was, was, you know, very expensive, so only selected people, selected people, some people were able to uh, take advantage of it but if you if you if you extrapolate the same you know technology or use even uh, you know home computers or laptops to the same thing i mean as the as the volume of these devices increases exponentially and the price comes down you know the
0: market explodes mm-hmm. now what profit margins are you working off of 55% oh nice um, Okay. Uh, n- now, in terms of developing the new product and your plan, uh, do, do you have enough cash or, or are you going to have to do a raise? No, we
1: don't. We don't need raise. Uh, we have enough cash. We have over $21 million in, uh, in, in working capital, so we, that's something we don't need. Uh, uh, and, of course, it, it depends. You know, If somebody comes along and will want us to develop a very specific uh, modified version of this phased area antenna because many of the satellite operators may have specific requirements for higher frequencies than the standard lower frequencies than the standard for specific uh, requirements for packaging etc they may pay you know uh, non-recurring engineering fees to to, uh-huh. to develop this so we may be able to generate Extra revenue uh, or with with this uh, with this technology before the uh, the actual final product hits the market. So, mm-hmm. you know, we already have quoted a number of potential customers for these specific requirements that they have to have custom-made uh, solutions. So the chips have to be redesigned and <coughs> repackaged, etc. So th- those are very expensive uh, solutions, and and uh, some of these uh, people who are putting up satellites they don't necessarily have the technology uh, background or the inclination to have you know 25 or 30 people sitting in a lab developing a product for them that will take 4 years to develop.
0: Mm-hmm. So if we look out over the next 12 months um, any specific events or, or catalysts that we should watch for?
1: Just uh, with regards to the uh, with regards to the uh, phase array antenna we will have probably announcement of successful tests over satellite you know, different uh, stages of this uh, development will take place next year, uh, in 2020, and uh, hopefully everything goes according to plan, and we should be able to launch a a, a product, a sellable product, sometimes in 2021. So you will see uh, regular announcements of, of things that will be happening with regards to this this new technology. And of course, we we, we also uh, continue to uh, be profitable and manufacture our existing line of products that will you know that will not go away because they will be ultimately displaced with a phased array antenna, but not until their price range comes down to the same uh, antenna cost as the. Mechanical antennas are price
0: today. Okay, well, you've been generous with your information. Is, is there is there anything else you want to leave us with?
1: No, I guess just that uh, you know the company. I think that the the share price of the company is is not reflecting the the technology that we are developing and the the potential impact that the, the that the uh, the company may have on this market and how far ahead are we from anybody else really in this business and. Uh, the people that we are in this business or trying to develop a similar product are not necessarily in the satellite business, but they started with a round, round A, round B, round C, You know, just making, trying to collect money to build this product, but they really don't have the distribution network. They don't have the manufacturing uh, ability that we have developed over the last 20, 22 years. Uh, and they don't have the customer base that we have. So we have a a distinct advantage of being a company that is in the business, successful, making money, has a, a tremendously large worldwide distribution network and is developing an antenna that we know uh, that is what is exactly required by those end users. So we, we would have a, 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 a very, very good advantage, a very, very very high advantage compared to those who are sitting in a lab and just trying to develop this product and, and trying to get it to the market. So we believe that, that we, have, we have the luxury of time, we have the luxury of the fact that we don't need money, that we are profitable, and that we can continue developing this product, until you know we need to uh, get it uh, right so that we have we have that, that that's a that's a great uh, position to be in where you, you don't have to worry about raising money and we can only just focus on being you know developing this technology and the big yeah. advantage that we have we are working with a world class university where all the work is being done where all the testing is being done so we don't need the facilities that you would need. We don't need the manpower that you would need. And the Canadian government uh, has been paying for half of this development, and uh, Seacom owns all the IP. So it's a very good deal for us.
0: (laughs) Well, very exciting and a very interesting time to catch you. Thank you so much for sharing the story. Thank you for um, letting me explain it to you, Jeff. Much appreciated. Thanks, Leslie. Pleasure.